Welcome to the Joe Blow Game Show. I'm Bobby Shortle. I'm here with Steve Say. Hello. And Mr. Justin Townsend. Hi there. Welcome to the first ever. I got to turn off my air conditioner. I'm out of practice. Um, <laughs> Joe Blow Game Show. We're off to a great start. Um, this is a video game talk show and podcast uh, where we do it live every month on twitch.tv slash Joe Blow Games. Um, if you're watching, you can see we've got fancy dancy little things going on here. There, I'm watching it right now and it's running a little slowly. So I'm going to fix that in, in, as we go along. But you get the point of what's going on here, our faces. Um, but uh, <laughs> it's also going to be an audio podcast. Um, all your all your favorite podcasting platforms. Uh, Justin, Steve and I have done a lot of podcasts together. Um, too many to count. Um, I'm sure you could, in fact, go count them, but it would take you a while. So, um, but we're, we're very aware that there are probably a lot of people here who probably maybe never, um, saw us podcast or watched us podcast or listened to us podcast before. So we want to, uh, get you guys familiar with who we are, what the kind of games we love, um, just for our whole entire gaming existences and also the games we're loving this year, give you an idea of who we are before we kind of break out into the, the way the shows are going to be from month to month. Um, I want to start over with Steve. You are senior. Oh, why was one thing before we get to you? Yeah. Uh, in the six hours ago, we had a new follower named Kafik, and I just want to thank them Do follow her on Twitch. So thank you very much. Hey, um, this is the sound. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> let, let it happen there. Um, I will warn you as well, guys, I have a soundboard on my mixer um, and I will use it. Yes. If, if I need to. Okay. Um, and I'll, Justin, I'll make you very happy. <laughs> I hate so you so excited. much. <laughs> um, so, uh, Steve, why don't you uh, catch the folks up? They know you you know, from the movie side, if, if the other Joe Blow side. Yeah. Um, and if we have any talking comics people, they know you very much from comics. But it's been a while since you've been on a games podcast. Why don't you tell um, the people your kind of gaming history? What's your gaming origin story, as it were? Oh, my gaming origin story, man. Let me think. I've been playing video games for as long as I can remember, um, be it like Commodore 64 in television there used to be this guy named Mike Chepetto who lived across the street from me when I lived in Miller Place in Long Island, New York. And I made, I made him become friends with me because he had a Nintendo. <laughs> and then his neighbor, Gina, got her Nintendo. And so I became friends with her as well uh, until I finally, my dad broke down and got me my own system. Uh, from my early Nintendo days... There was a there was Atari that was hanging out too. I played a lot of uh, boxing and Joust and Space Invaders and all that stuff. And I think from there I moved on to the Genesis. I never actually owned a Super Nintendo, uh, nor did I own a Nintendo sixty four when those were out. I kind of made the leap from Genesis to, I believe, the first PlayStation. And then uh, I've dabbled a little bit in the Xboxes here and there. I do have an Xbox One. But uh, I've primarily stayed a console gamer and have stuck with uh, Sony and the PlayStations throughout the years. We have, uh, I think, four PS4s in the house currently for some stupid reason. One of them being that uh, 
PT is on one of them, so I won't get rid of it. But um, understandable. Let me think. What else? What so else four is a lot. Of, four Switch. is a lot of PS4s. It is. It's ridiculous. Well, I have. I'm not going to count them all, but like, there's at least three, maybe four. Uh, they're all in different parts of the house. We have one in the guest room, one in the basement, one in the bedroom, uh, and so on. And yeah, man, like I just, I game whenever I can. I mean, I do a lot of stuff uh, with comics because of the, the talking comic stuff, but mostly I just love going into the basement and shutting the world out. And uh, I play primarily single player, although uh, I'm not too afraid to jump in with some people depending on the game. And uh, I've dabbled in PC gaming here and there, but nothing too major. Like I have a decent rig, but I spend so much time in my office and in my chair writing for Joe Blow uh, throughout the day that by the time that it comes to sit and play some games, the last thing that I want to do is sit at my computer chair to do it. So that's uh, pretty much why I've stayed uh, a console gamer for life. <laughs> so, uh, and I spent a lot of time in arcades. I mean, if you want to get deep about it, we can. But uh, short story is that I basically grew up at like Nathan's Famous in Corum. And um, I traveled a lot with my dad across the U.S. when uh, he was doing some business stuff. And for my sister when she was twirling. And we always stayed in a hotel or someplace that had a an arcade back when they actually still had those. And it was a requirement. My dad would actually call ahead to make sure that there was one before we would stay there. And I mean, $15 to a kid in an arcade at age like six and seven is, I mean, you're a millionaire at that point. And it helped that I was pretty good and games cost a quarter back then. So that was nice. And uh, yeah, I think that's it. Lots of time spent in time out at the Smith Haven mall back in the day as well. Time out. That's a blast from the past right there. Yeah. <laughs> I spent some time in, in time out for sure. Um, so, um, I've been doing some streams for Joe Blow in the last couple of weeks. So people might know a little bit about me. Justin is brand new to the Joe Blow family. So Justin, why don't you give the folks at home a little bit of an idea of your gaming origin story? Um, how you got started, what kind of, what kind of got you into the hobby? Um, my dad brought home an NES one day and I loved it. Um, it's funny. I like, I wasn't crazy into games as a kid. Like I loved them. I liked to play them, but it wasn't like I, like it was the only thing I thought about. Like I love going to arcades, but I never, I remember you guys talked about, or just talked about time out at the mall. Like I looked at it, but I never really got to go in there because my parents never gave me the money for the quarters. Uh, um, but, uh, I had an NES, I had a Genesis, um, I mostly play games at my friend's house because their dad was a big gambler. And when he would strike it rich, he would come home with like whatever was the latest system. So they always had something. So like my first hands on with a Genesis or an N64, a PlayStation, a Dreamcast was all at my friend's house. And uh, I'll say I came into my own with gaming with Halo. Um, that was the first time I really thought about video games a lot like i remember playing goldeneye at my friend's house and loving that you know the first person shooter and trying to screen peek and kill each other and that's where i like i i, I had it but i didn't really have it in my heart where i would go out and seek it out on my own i just love the competition 
when Halo came out, I bought an Xbox, and from there, it was off to the races. Um, you will come to know me on this show as the hype man because video games make me incredibly hype. <laughs> um, so when E3 rolls around or there's a big new release, like I get very excited. Um, I'm always about the the latest and the greatest and the newest. And if you ask me what a lot of my favorite games are, it's going to be populated with games coming out in the last couple of years because they're the ones that stick out the most to me. And I think the medium continues to get better. And um, there are a couple of old games on my list, but um, I, for the most part, think old games are bad. So <laughs> there's a couple of opinions for you. Blasphemy. Um, Yes. Yeah. Um, a lot of the things I say will be um, marked as blasphemy, but that's the job of the hype man is to get us hyped for the future. Uh, so yeah, I mean, that's my history. I love, I love first-person shooters. I love RPGs. Um, mm. My favorite game of all time is Overwatch. Uh, I have put hundreds and hundreds of hours into Overwatch. I am playing it nightly now after leaving it for six months at a time I'll, I'll come back to it and then it's like oh that's right nothing else matters and i'll just play overwatch but i'll play battle royales um they're not my favorite genre but i'll play them um i like playing battlefield and call of duty um i aforementioned overwatch i like rpgs i like puzzle games i like everything but racing and sports games and fighting games i don't like fighting games but pretty much anything else i will try even things i'm not fond of like fire emblem was a game that i'm I have no business playing, but I'm going to be taking it off Bobby's hands in a couple of weeks to give it a shot. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very is that surprised. The three houses. The three houses. Yeah, very surprised because Justin um, hates turn-based games, and he hates turn-based strategy games even more. And that's what Fire is. But I'm very. Uh, I j literally just got it yesterday. I just put it in my Switch today. I've not even started the anime Harry Potter game yet. So I'm looking forward to it big time, but uh, I have not cracked it open just quite yet. Um, so for me, um, I, I feel like my, my gaming sort of origin comes in two, two places from two places. One is the very young, like um, I went to um, my aunt's house and she had bought my cousin um, an NES. And of course I wanted to play it and I played it at their house and, and really my cousin was a little bit older and was just kind of like, I don't really want this. I don't really know why she bought it for me. So my aunt was going to give it to me. And my, my parents were like, no, we don't want him to have these video game things or whatever. Cause my brother was very into my brother had an Atari. My older brother had an Atari and a Commodore 64. And I would sort of like spend time in his room. And I could think they could tell, like if we give him something of his own, he's going to spend like an inordinate amount of time doing it, right? It's going to be like crazy amount yeah. of time doing it. So I, um, <laughs> I definitely did, but they, so I, we went home. I, my, I lived in Vermont at the time. I lived in New York. I went home. I didn't have it. And then one day it just showed up in the mail <laughs> and I don't, I never quite knew because my parents don't really remember, you know, this isn't like a milestone. Hey, Comic book Cody, thank you for the follow. Um, uh, they don't really remember because this is not a milestone moment in their lives, right? It's just a milestone <laughs> moment in mine. Whether or not my, they finally like just caved, or my aunt was just like, because my aunt was a very like bullheaded person. Like she 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 just sent it and was like, I'm gonna send it, and she's gonna get, they're gonna give it to him. Like you know, I, so I don't really know it, which of those two things it was. So, um, but. Um, that led to me playing a lot of Mario brothers. They set it up in like our playroom and I would actually come from school 
And there would be notes next to the thing, like from my mom or my dad being like, uh, beat world six today. <laughs> like, and then, and then, yeah. And then finally like one that was like, Oh, fin- I beat Bowser. Um, so like they were, they were playing it too. And, you know, played a lot of NES. And then I, I can clearly remember, um, you know, cause in that time, like I was getting Nintendo power, but like, I, I didn't really understand what release dates were. Like I knew that the S the, the, the SNES was coming or it was out or whatever, but I didn't, I didn't know what day it was coming out. I didn't, you know, I, I wasn't quite old enough for that yet, but I remember sitting, I can remember this so clearly sitting in my mom's bedroom watching TV. Like I did like every day before like she got home from work um, and her pulling the driveway coming upstairs and she had like a, a SNES like that she had gotten for me. Um, and um, I w- like, she got it for me and I, like, I was able to like, uh, play it and I got lemmings and of course Super Mario world. Um, and I remember being like blown away by the giant bullet bill, right. In, in the first, in the first <laughs> level, like the, uh, the most amazing thing in the world. And so I loved that. And then, um, and then like, I, you know, I played this, I played a lot of SNES and then through, you know, as I got older, I played a little bit, I, I got, I bought a Game Boy with my own money. That was the first thing I ever bought with like allowance money, you know, so a lot of Tetris, a lot of Mario Land and up through, I think the Nintendo 64 PlayStation era, I was playing quite regularly. Um, and then in high school and junior high, it turned more into like, I would play like certain games, like with my friends when they would like, we'd have like a sleepover or something. Um, and, but I wasn't playing like games on my own single player stuff and in, in like any sort of like real fashion when I was alone, that wasn't what I was doing. And then that kind of continued into college a little bit and, and it wasn't really, and I would play Madden every year. And then, and then in college, um, I had a PlayStation two, um, and some games and I traded it all in and I bought an Xbox because I wanted to play Halo. And, and, and I think, in some ways, like Justin, even though I had I had an earlier history with it, um, Halo was the thing that kind of got me into playing a game because I was interested in like what the story was and um, a universe that was built and stuff like that. Um, and that never happened before. And that this led to you know, Knights of the Old Republic and a bunch of Xbox games. And then once that the next the sort of the next generation was like, I'm buying a console as close to launch as I possibly can. And then I end up buying all the consoles and that has continued over the last however many years. So that, that that's where I come from and where, where I am at the moment. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I think like, for me it really was like Justin said, Halo. So that was the thing that got me back into it. And now like what I play, I play a lot of stuff. Like I, I don't really play many racing games not so much a fighting game has to have a good story to get me into it. Other than that, I'll pretty much play anything. Um, I'll give something, anything a chance for the most part. Um, I'm right now for whatever reason, playing overwatch every night with Justin. Um, so that's what are you playing on? Uh, PS4 playing on PS4. Really? Yeah. We're dabbling on PC. We're dabbling on PC. I, I would go full PC, but some other people care about playing on the PS4. So we're not, we're not, I trans- got it for both. If you ever need uh, yeah, we're not, person, if you dude, if you're on when we're playing, send us, send, 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 let us know. And we'll, we'll, we'll definitely invite you to play. We can awesome. always use people who aren't selfish assholes. Which is <laughs> 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 like the, the, the grand total of most people who play overwatch who are not in our party. Um, um, 
so I've been playing a ton of that. I've played more Overwatch with Justin in the last month, two months, and I played in the entire like first run of the game when it, when I when I was playing it quite a bit. So, um, but yeah, so I uh, I love battle royale games. I will say that Justin says uh, I'm not a big fan of the, that. Not the biggest fan of that genre. How many combined hours of battle royale have you played, Justin? A thousand. Yeah. <laughs> That's not an that's not an exaggeration. No, we played about a, probably about a thousand. We played a couple hundred hours of PUBG, a couple hundred hours of um, Call of Duty Blackout. We played a couple hundred hours of Apex Legends. <laughs> Which one's your favorite of the three? Um, Justin. Apex. Apex. Uh, Good choice. Yeah, Apex. Mm, here's what I'll say. I like. I think Apex plays the best of any of them, and I enjoy certain aspects of it a lot more. There is still something about that original sort of like just giant, huge, sprawling map thing that PUBG does that none of the other ones have done um, that I still enjoy, a, a, like, a lot. Like, I, I like kind of, like, the the open world, like, you know, looting simulator that is the first, like, 20 minutes of your time in PUBG um, mm-hmm. and then getting into action. Um, and, and I think, like, the most... I think there's the most hijinks possible in PUBG just because, like, there's, A, bugginess, but also just more kind of verbs for you to interact with. But I will say that like, um, it, it was never like a great experience on the console. So, and that was the way Justin played all of his time on PUBG. <laughs> hundreds of hours, hundreds of hours on like the, on the an Xbox yeah, on, on an Xbox. Well, eventually I bought an Xbox one X Yes, just because PUBG was better on it. Yeah. It got better on it. But, um, apex. Yeah. I mean, apex is definitely the one that I think we're we're also the best at like we've won like 20 something times or something and in, in apex um and the number's much lower let's say across the other battle royale games <laughs> that we played um combined is it does it hit it i don't, even know, I don't know no way does it hit it no no i mean like i said i think PUBG. i think i won nine or, or ten and what did we win hmm. three times on in blackout and like the 400 hours that we played <laughs> No, I think we want more than that. It was not a lot. It was like once every hundred hours. We basically we were on a track of of winning. Not Black counting hard. Black Ops very hard. Not counting the special <laughs> like things. Um, I'm sure we'll talk more about battle royales as we go on. But um, I, I want to talk about. So, would you guys want to talk about the games that we t- we kind of grazed over games that were like our games that we love? But I want to talk about the games that like we really love. The games that like of all time. We're not going to get into it. I think on a future show maybe we'll do like each a an in depth list. But for now, mm-hmm. we're just going to kind of run through some of the games that I think kind of define us as gamers. Um, and then we're going to talk about, um, we're also going to talk about uh, the games of this year that we're into. What do you guys want to do first? You guys want to do all time and then do the do the, the recent stuff? Or you want to do recent and then all time at the end? All time. And then we can leave the past in the past. Okay. Just this is the hype man. The hype <laughs> wow. man speaks. The hype man speaks. The hype man is hype. <laughs> the hype man is hype. Um, um, Bobby, but right, just real quick before we get into this, I, yes. uh, I had a couple of things written down here from my, my bio that, uh, I okay. should probably mention. All right, go ahead. Uh, I've actually helped to make a couple of video games. Oh yes. I've yes. never, I've seen, uh, please tell me I've never heard the story before. Yes. Well, they haven't heard it. <laughs> you don't true. know. That's true. So, uh, I am a, in addition to, um, being on Joe Blow, I was a former QA for Acclaim Entertainment. Oh God, this story. Yep. (laughs) 
You can blame me for such titles as Turok Evolution, Legends of Wrestling 2, ATV Quad Racing 2. I did help make a really good game that was a King of Fighters for the G- uh, GBA, by the way. Uh, BMX Triple X, and my crowning achievement, the game that I lost my soul to, that if you pre-ordered it, part of my soul actually came with the pre-order. Uh, if you went to GameStop was Mary Kate and Ashley Sweet 16 License to Drive. <laughs> yeah. uh, and Vex <laughs> as well. <laughs> All hot trash. All hot. And we knew it too. We knew it. We knew it when we were making the games. Unfortunately, <laughs> it was a job. So it was just what you had to do. Uh, but I had a good time while I was there. It was interesting to kind of be a part of the industry in any way, shape or form, kind of see how the games are made and uh, be able to walk around in a building and look at the different departments and see what people were doing. Hmm. Um, The pecking order stuff kind of sucked. That's uh, something they don't really tell you about when you enter the, uh, the video game industry, but whatever. Um, Just a a little, a fun, fun little thing that while I've never stopped playing video games, uh, for pretty much as long as I can remember. I also helped make a couple of them too. So that's a little feather in my cap. Uh, all right, I'm done. Continue. See, that was a short version. It was a very short version. Um, <laughs> so, uh, Justin, why don't you tell us a couple of games that you think kind of are your favorites or define you as this is Justin, my interest in games writ into a couple of games? Um, okay. Uh, so I already said I love Overwatch. Mm-hmm. So that's just throwing that out there. Uh, I really enjoyed Return of the Oberdin. That game it will probably mm. be on my top ten list of all time. Um, like I said, I'm very recent, so games like Super Mario Odyssey, um, the latest edition of God of War. What else? Do yeah. we have? Breath of the Breath of the Wild is a fantastic video game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably one of the Truth. best open world games ever made. Truth. Um. I really like Arkham Knight a lot. Oh God, get out of here! <laughs> so freaking good. Can I? I wish that I wish that your mic was individual from the all three of ours because I would just be able to mute you. That would just be great. Just because you're bad at driving the Batmobile doesn't make it a bad game. It would be great. Uh, Skyrim, I loved the Batmobile crap in that game. For the record, yeah, I loved. I until Spider Man came out, I thought Arkham Knight was like the perfect comic book video game. Oh um, but I really enjoyed Throw the that name word perfect I the, around. I Really, like, really speciously. I hate you. Um, <laughs> Skyrim is probably on a lot of people's lists. Like I said, I, I uh-huh. like open world RPGs, so Skyrim is at like the top of those. And then, it, like, if you go back to like my older stuff, like I really liked Toe Jam and Earl because I like yeah. playing co op and Bubble Bobble for the same reason. Yep. And those are like some of the things. Oh, and Mass Effect Two. Mass Effect Two is like a, a pretty much like a perfect video game. Okay, I'm not going to argue with you about Mass Effect Two. <laughs> That's my promise for you. It's a losing (laughs) battle. (laughs) Um, Steve, what about you, man? All right, let's see here. I'll go through some of the the hits that you guys already know about. Get them out of the way real quick. Uh, Everybody knows me uh, and my wife as the the Diablo couple, uh, Diablo 3 specifically. I have pumped more hours into Diablo 3 probably than any other video game I've ever played in my life. Uh, Favorite games of all time. Shadow of the Colossus is up there. Castlevania Symphony of the Night is one of my all-time favorites. I've probably 
completed that game more so than any other game that I've ever played. Um, Power Stone, the original. Power Stone 2 is okay, but I was telling the guys earlier, Power Stone 1 has the better levels. It has the better uh, supers, all that stuff. Uh, For more recent stuff, I got a couple of other oldies in here too, but uh, for more recent stuff, I really loved Hellblade Senua's Sacrifice. I know uh, a lot of people weren't so hot on that game. I fell head over heels for it, specifically the uh, 3D audio design that they used to create it. I played that entire game with a really nice set of headphones, these headphones actually. And man, I I just felt like I was transported into, into the character's head and hearing all the different voices whispering at you while you were trying to solve the puzzles and and do the combat and everything, even as simple as the combat was. Atmospherically, mood-wise, loved it. Uh, Tetris Effect is one of my recent favorites. I have the PS VR, and that game in VR is just magnificent. Uh, musically, visually, and I'm just, I'm a huge Tetris fan in in general. Uh, Silent Hill 2 is on my list. Luigi's Mansion is on my list. Uh, The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. I love Breath of the Wild as well, but I think A Link to the Past for the Super Nintendo edges it out ever so slightly. Uh, Resident Evil 4 is one of my favorites. Uh, More recently, Horizon Zero Dawn. Absolutely loved that game. And I've got the Fatal Frame series on here as well, Fatal Frame 2 specifically. And last but not least, this is going to make Justin groan, but I'm going to say it because it still is. But Until Dawn is one of my favorite games of all time. So what you're saying is you like bad video games. (laughs) I do. You listed listed a few bad video games on that list. I Dude, here's the thing, okay? Some of these these get on the list for for technical stuff and for for whatever. But I'm also a person that I... I like games that make me feel things that like that, that evoke reactions from me and, and playing until dawn back in the day when we were doing the talking game show was good enough. But when once Bronwyn and I were together and the two of us played it where I had the controller and she made all the calls and we saved everybody on that second time around or whatever time it was, was just such a ride. And we had, we had done it over the course of one night and it was just it was some of the most fun I'd ever had playing a video game. So I, uh, I rest my case. All right. All right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so for me, uh, puzzle games, big, big for me. So portal two, uh, Mm-hmm. might be hmm, close to one of my favorite games of all time. It's definitely in the top five. It's definitely in the discussion of favorite games of all time. Portal two, um, along that same vein, the witness is, it is right up there as well. I love the witness. Uh, both of those games, uh, scratch the same itch for me in a lot of ways, uh, but are also inc- incredibly different, uh, games. Uh, love, love them both very much. Um, love, a, love a good puzzle. Um, mm-hmm. Ju- Justin before said he liked puzzle games. That's a complete and utter lie. I don't even know why he said those words to people on this podcast. I don't know why. That's my lied. favorite genre of video games. Uh, games. Yeah, because um, they're great. I played more puzzle games in the last couple of years than you have, so you pipe down. <laughs> Just because you <laughs> played them doesn't mean you liked them. How about that? Um, so I like playing them with my wife. Okay, well that's that's admirable. <laughs> I'm not I'm not dissing your marriage or playing or or, or your <laughs> or your you're playing games with your wife. Okay, continue. Um, all right, um, Super Smash Brothers. 
melee melee brawl are the two that would be the ones for me for sure um just are the ones that i played the most that uh speak the most to me um resident evil 2 both the original and the um fantastic remake which we're going to talk oh, about a little yeah, bit later we'll be talking about that uh, soon enough um just Tetris, like the a Tetris DS, I would say, is like the one that, yep. I, that I think of the fondest. Um, but the original Tetris is one of those defining games for me, for sure. Um, Super Mario World is, is the Mario for me. Um, kind of co- followed closely by uh, Super Mario um, Galaxy are, is the, are the two, really, for me, that are like the defining ones uh, for my sensibilities. We mentioned Player Unknown's Battlegrounds, PUBG, for um, Breath of the Wild which is not only not only my favorite Zelda game at this point, but as just said before, I, I think it's one of the greatest open world games of all time. Uh, I think it, it it so expertly takes so much from what has already been done and then creates something I think that feels fresh and new for both the Zelda series and for open world games. It's just, I, I think it's just a, a masterpiece of, of, of a game. And um, the MGS series uh, is, is the other one for me. Um, one through four for story and then five for gameplay because five I, it plays amazingly. Um, and I love that Kojima bullshit and I'm very excited for Death Stranding when it comes out Hell later, yeah. later in the year. <laughs> um, Metal Gear Solid 5 has the best soundtrack. It is great. It is great. Um, Gloria was my was my helicopter soundtrack when yep. it came to get me. Um, and I'll never forget this moment. I was doing some mission and I was just like, I was completely boned. Like I was like surrounded by guys. I was, I, I, my cover was blown. I was like, I was like on this cliff face. I don't know where to go. And, and really I'm just getting bombarded. And I, my, like the screen is getting all fuzzy and I'm losing all my life. And I know I'm about to die. And just all of a sudden I hear coming first low and then getting higher. Gloria, Gloria. And it was like this <laughs> moment where I was like, Oh my God, he's here. And then all of a sudden just rain fire down on the enemies with like guns. And I was like, this this is one of those moments that like it was not pre-scripted was not supposed to happen. It's cause I called the helicopter um, mm-hmm. and it had been delayed getting there cause it had been so messed up. So it was like this perfect, like transparency of these two events happening and like uh, pretty awesome. Pretty, pretty awesome. I loved metal gear solid five for that point in the game where you've played an area, like you've tried to infiltrate it and you've mm-hmm. played it so much that you know it forwards and backwards yeah. and you reach this point where you're just a surgeon and yeah. you go in there with the silencer and you take everybody out so methodically and oh man, yeah, uh, I gotta, I gotta bust that out. I gotta play that again. That game was so good. I literally have never deleted it off my PlayStation four because I'm always like, I'm going to go back and play more of it. <laughs> And I never have. It's that in Bloodborne. Those are the two games that stay on my PlayStation 4 at all times. Um, uh, all right. So those are the games I think, again, I think in the coming months, we'll probably do a, a deeper dive on, on some of those games and 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 our, and our lists. But let's talk about the games that have come out so far this year that we're, that we're into, that, that we really liked. I mean, just for, as like a kind of like a punditry on this year, I feel like we I can definitely feel the fact that this year is a transition year between old consoles and new consoles, because I don't mm-hmm. feel like this year has been as strong as some of the years previous. I mean, I felt that way about last year too, but this year feels like another level. Um, none of the game, none of the games have been bad. It's just been a very like that game was pretty good for uh, uh, with a couple of standouts. That's how the year has felt yeah. to me so far. I have a very short list. Yeah. Me, me, uh, me too. Yes. Me too. I, I have a short list as well. Um, 
but uh, Justin, let me throw it over to you really quick. Uh, give me a give me a game that you're excited about and, and or that you loved this year, and, and tell me why you loved it. Um, Super Mario Maker Two. Ah, yes. In a previous life, I campaigned hard for Super Mario Maker to become Game of the Year on another podcast. You did. This is true. I think it lost. What did it lose to? It lost until, to, until dawn. dawn, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, Super Mario Maker Two is an outstanding achievement in video games. Um, you know, the first game did something like you know, level creators are all over the place in, in pretty much every game, but only one game takes a language that everybody knows how to speak. And lets you build levels, uh, and lets you write the same language across whatever you speak. Uh, so you could be playing levels from anybody anywhere in the world, and you know what it is. You know Mario, and the stuff that they've done with this one, um, I think, is really great. Uh, I love the addition of Super Mario 3D Worlds, which is the cat suit. Um, even though they only let you do 2D stuff, it's still really cool. Um, I enjoyed playing levels in the first game. I enjoy making levels in the second game. Uh, I specifically try and make levels that Bobby wants to bang his head against the wall with. Most of the time, I'm successful. Um, but I think the real big kick I got out of this game is building stuff with my son or watching my son build his own levels and just seeing what kind of chaos a seven-year-old will unleash into the world and then upload for his own pleasure is really great. Um, so yeah, I mean, Mario Maker 2 is, uh, it's what everybody wanted on the Switch because nobody really had a Wii U and now they brought it to the Switch. It's super popular and every day I see people uploading weird new clips to Twitter where they've created waves in the game, um, where they created like, um, a remake of an older game. Like literally they found a way to use those blue moving platforms and if you look on Patrick Klepek's Twitter, because he plays it every morning, they literally created like an up and down wave coming around on a path and oh, you can cool. ride the wave. Um, oh, I know. Like, okay. I know what things you're talking they, about. Basically, and, and another one he did was like, uh, or he saw was like, they created an old video game inside Mario Maker where they, the way they constructed the level makes you think that you're looking at a room, not a level. Um, so it has like a mini map and you go through pipe through pipe. And then, um, the way that the force perspective works, it, like it, to me, it looked like I was looking at a, like an actual bedroom, which I thought was really outstanding. Um, wow. the things that people are doing in that game are incredible and it will you know, remain in my switch for years to come. You're going to have to send me your, um, those complicated friend codes so that I can play your levels. I'm always looking for levels for that game. So, Steve, why don't you yes. why don't you jump into one of your games? All right, one of my favorite games of the year has got to be. Let's see, I'm gonna go with Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Ah, okay. I cracked out real hard this game. I would wake up. I would get up three hours before work just so I would have more time to play it in the morning. Uh, the stealth is so satisfying, as is the death blow animation. I never got tired of it. I had to do it a lot because I died a lot in that game. And I did not know anything about the penalties for dying in that game. So I was playing and everybody's getting sick and I'm just like, yeah, whatever. It's fine. And then I figured out how to uh, how to fix that. 
and whatnot. But uh, I attacked that game, and it in, it indulges my my inner masochist, if you will, with how punishing it is. And uh, truth be told, though, eventually I had to walk away from it because it was making me so angry at times when I would lose repeatedly on a boss or a group of enemies that I went to the doctor for an unrelated reason. And she quite literally told me that I had to put it down for a couple of weeks uh, for the benefit of my heart and my blood pressure. (laughs) So I had to, uh, I had to walk away from it. Uh, It had not defeated me. I just, I needed to, I needed to step away from it from myself. I have not gone back to it since, but I do plan to return to it at some point down the road. But uh, I love the whole aesthetic of it. I love the Dark Soulsy kind of combat. The world feels really good. The enemy types are very varied. And there's always like surprises around the corner, especially if you don't bother to look up some of the videos online. Uh, I have a terrible memory in general. So there's a lot of points in that game where stuff that I'd forgotten about, I'll walk around a corner and all of a sudden I have to deal with something and I've completely forgot about it. There are these enemies that actually hang out on kites. And as you're walking around some of the rooftops, they'll throw kunais down at you before they swoop in and kick your ass. And once you get overwhelmed in that game, your ass is done. Like if you go ahead and you play Sekiro, do not be afraid to run for the hills. If you get overwhelmed, there is no shame in it. Go back to a save point if you need to and reset everything and do it again. Uh, I cannot tell you how many times I died or how many times I had restarted something on purpose just to get it exactly right. And that's part of my problem with uh, playing stealth games is that I love them. I love the mechanics so much, but I'm the kind of person, I'm the kind of personality where I need to get it exactly the way that I want it. And if I screw up even one aspect of it, I have to do it all over again. That's what I ran into when I tried to play Hitman 2, where I I haven't even made it past that first level where they introduce you at the beach house (laughs) because I did it perfectly one time right up until the very end when I was supposed to get into the damn boat. (laughs) <laughs> and at the last second, they caught me and they started firing on me. And I haven't gone back to it since. But uh, Sekiro is a good time. If you if you have the fortitude and the patience for it, and you you kind of like the Dark Soulsy approach to uh, to punishing adventure games, then uh, you should definitely check it out. Cool, man. And there you have it. Awesome. Yeah. What about you, Bobby? Um. So for me, let's see. Um, a, lo- a lot of the games that we're talking about, I think that I share with other people. I, um, so I'm gonna talk about, I think one that probably I don't, um, which is a game called slay the spire, which is a, came out early access last year. It's a, uh, deck building, um, mm-hmm. uh, roguelike game where you start out and you can play one of three characters and they all have different kind of buffs and, and things that, that make them special. Um, and, uh, and you uh, you build a deck as you go along. So much like a, you know, much like a CCG, like a Magic: The Gathering or something like that. You're sort of or a Hearthstone. You're putting together 
um, a deck of cards to fight these battles with, except the battles play out not just with the cards, but with kind of characters on screen. So it looks like a turn-based um, RPG while you're doing it. Um, and, you know, there are buffs and debuffs, so cards that can help you, cards, cards that can hurt you. Um, and you have to build it up and basically go through a, a, a path of things to get yourself to the point where um, you're beating these bosses. And the game, like a lot of roguelikes can be a ridiculously punishing experience. Like, 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 like unbelievably punishing, like a, a crazy amount of punishing, um, that, that you wouldn't even believe. Um, and that is like, uh, the thing about it that is both hugely rewarding and hugely frustrating because it, I had a really good run. I got, I got to the third boss. There's three bosses and like, I think an extra boss in, in, in with each character. And I got to that third boss. And then I lost to him and now I've never even gotten past the, gotten to the second boss in any other run that I, that I, that I've gone on. So it's, it can be tough, but it is really addicting, really, really fun. It's on Xbox game pass um, for PC right now. Um, It's going to be on Xbox game pass for console. uh, I think this month. So um, it's something you should definitely check out. It's awesome. I love it. Uh, but it can be like all those games, very, very frustrating. Um, uh, Justin, what, what, what's? What, give me another game that you've been that you've been loving. Uh, so I just started a game called Forager, um, and it is really great. Uh, so it's part dungeon crawler, part management sim. So basically, you start on an island, and you're this little dude, and he's like, "I guess I should." Um, I forget what the first thing was. I guess I should build a furnace. And then you like hit the start menu and you look to see what it costs to build a furnace. And you have a little pickaxe and you could like chop down wood and break down stone. And then you could eventually make a furnace out of that. And like you look inside the menu of the furnace and it's like, oh, okay, like I can make more things. And so what you want to start doing is expanding your living space. So uh, eventually you find a way to get gold ignots and then you could break those down for coin. And with coin, you buy more islands. And then on the islands is where you start going adventuring. Like eventually these beasts show up on the islands that you buy and there'll be these um, eventually I, I believe like dungeons, like I'm only about like four or five hours into it, but it has been a really cool experience so far. Um, and I like it a lot. I mean, I was playing on my phone today while at work while connecting to my PlayStation. Oh yeah, yeah, like, yeah, well, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not that intensive of a game. And I, um, I want to just like, you know, I had a couple of minutes free and it was like, well, I could, you know, make some coin right now if I just log in. And so that's what I did. (laughs) Um, Yeah. It's like, I've always been interested in management Sims, like Stardew Valley. Um, Oh, Stardew Valley is so good. Oh dude. I just never got into it. Um, but this might plant the seeds pun intended, (laughs) but yeah, I'm enjoying it. It's on switch. Um, on PC and just released on PS4 and that's a super good. Very cool. Yeah. I, I, I'm very interested in it. It's definitely something I've been waiting for the switch version, um, t- to come out cause it's been on PC for a while and I thought about it while it was on PC, but, uh, yeah, it looks like very cool. And like one of those games where there's like a lot, go- a lot more going on than looks like on the surface when you kind of start up a game like that. Absolutely. Um, mm. Steve, what, what else for you this year has really hit you? Uh, it would be criminal if I did not mention that I'm having an absolute blast with Bloodstained Ritual of the oh, Night. Oh, Bloodstained, right. Yes, the the game that I threw down $28 
however many years ago on Kickstarter, and it finally, finally arrived after like three, four plus years of waiting. And so I got it for the PS4. And uh, if you don't know, it is a spiritual successor to Castlevania Symphony of the Night, one of my favorite games of all time. And for me, it hits all the marks. I've played nearly every Castlevania game ever released, uh, but absolutely devoured the 2D side scrollers that landed on the PlayStation and the Nintendo DS uh, specifically. There's an incredible amount of depth to the weapon mechanics. And I've lost count of how many weapons I've equipped, be it swords, guns, spears, whatever. Uh, many of the weapons have their own sub attacks or tactics that you can do for additional damage and spell effects, which I think are really cool. And the castle design is exactly what it needs to be in terms of, of hearkening back to Symphony of the Night and getting the items that help you reach new parts of the map is always a really, really great feeling uh, a lot of people refer to them as like Metroidvania games. I am a sucker, Axiom Verge, those kind of things where you need something to get somewhere and you haven't quite found it yet. So you have to scour the map, look for the broken walls, um, earn the double jump. Once you get the double jump, like it's on. Like you, I love the double jump. So good. Uh, my only knock against the game is that during my playthrough, I found it to be a bit too easy. I, I've i destroyed more boss, more bosses on a first go than I've like met up with stumbling blocks. And so I felt very overpowered for a lot of the areas, like a lot of the new areas that I'd accessed. And so, I mean... I don't know if that's a reflection of my mad skills mm -hmm, definitely, or if it's a fault of the game. <laughs> but um, I mean, like where, where my wife is really good at Diablo, she's tremendous at coming up with builds for characters and doing all the math of the weapons versus the armor. I have a knack for building out uh, a Castlevania character, especially with Bloodstained being so customizable. Uh, you can change the look of your character. I'm constantly switching up her hair, the colors of her clothes. Uh, some of the items that you find and wear are reflected in your character. So you can you can have familiars. You can transform into enemies. Uh, Shovel Knight is in the damn game and has one of the best sub-attacks. What game isn't Shovel Knight in at this point, Steve? That's, that's, that's very true. What actually. independent game does Shovel Knight not appear in? But, like, he, he digs down and he throws rocks at enemies, but if you power him up, he just, like, shreds the ground, and, it, like, it rapid fires, and it does so hundreds of points of damage if you get it to the right level. And so I just, like, if something's in front of me, I just throw him down and, like, take a nap. And it's done. And it's it's beautiful. I have a sword. This is my last thing I'll say, and then we'll move on. I have a sword that you throw it, and it acts like a boomerang. And so it spins when you throw it as it's coming back to you. So you throw it out straight. It pierces whatever's there, and it goes through enemies as well. And then it kind of, like, swings back to you as it rotates and does extra damage as it comes back to you. And you can just keep hammering on it. And it's so it's like you're like just juggling swords, like destroying enemies anywhere you go. It's a beautiful, beautiful thing. All right. All right. Sounds yeah. pretty cool. Sounds pretty cool.
Speaking of um, Blast from the Past, not really spiritual successors, straight up remakes, but uh, we've got to talk about Resident Evil 2. Mm-hmm. Um, which is a remake of one of the seminal games of the PlayStation era, probably. And one of, one of the, you know, as we go time to time, obviously, if you look back at the way Resident Evil 2 looks and plays now, not, not, not the, not the best thing, but in sense of for its time, one of the best games of all time. Right. So, um, Mm -hmm. They've, they've remade Resident Evil 1, but that was sort of just like a visual upgrade and it kind of didn't change the way the game played, except they added a little modern kind of co- system to it a little bit. This is a full mm. on, like this, if this game came out today and they didn't tell you it was based on an old game, it could be a new game, right? It could just be a straight up new game yeah, absolutely. That, that came out. Um, and much like how my feelings on Resident Evil 7 when it came out a couple of years ago, um, I think... Resident Evil as a format of video game is so welcome and so fun and just scratches an itch that other games don't really scratch anymore. And that's both the new one and this remake of this great nostalgic old one that we're talking about here. But the mix of shooting and puzzle solving um, like the adventure game within the survival horror game is like my favorite thing about like these games. Right. And Resident Evil two looks amazing. It plays great. And, um, I just had a blast playing through it. Like it, it it just, it keeps some of that Resident Evil cheesiness, you know, from back in the day, but gives it enough of like a, Hey, we know it's cheesy kind of wink that it, that it, that it kind of just all works out to me. Um, Steve, I know you played it. how did you feel about it? Oh, I, I love it. I loved the original day and absolutely i'm actually still making my way through the uh the resident evil 2 remake but man they did such an incredible job with that game uh i mean it's enough of a of a graphical upgrade but it also has all these additional flourishes to it like you said that make it feel like a brand new experience um and it's not just the superior version to the original game it's probably maybe my favorite re game to date mm, okay. quite possibly um the re1 Fair. remake is up there uh i love that they bother to include the tank controls mm-hmm. just for fun yeah uh like i said earlier resident evil 4 and i positively loved resident evil 7 i thought that was such a brilliant sequel to all the stuff doing uh enough of the new and having it in first person and kind of this almost like texas chainsaw massacre style uh family that you're involved with in this one and uh man the 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 creeping dread that was involved with that one especially if you played it in vr i couldn't handle it for a while because <laughs> the the sound design that's another thing um i'm a big person for wearing headphones while playing games and, and listening to how uh developers create their sound and resident evil just in general especially with the new one uh mentioned Bobby just the sound design is so iconic and so good and they've they've done little tweaks to it here and there to bring it uh up to code for 2019 and it's just it's the complete package you know it's like it's like a brand new game it really feels like a brand new game when you're playing it I played enough of RE2 back in the day to be able to say that fight me 100% no 100% I, I totally agree um <laughs> uh 
and I look forward to playing through it again because I think Justin and I are going to play through it together uh, for, uh, for video purposes. <laughs> yeah, you don't like horror games. <laughs> no, he does no. not, which is why we based a whole entire series during we didn't talking games on him having to play horror games. Uh, <laughs> um, but Justin, much like his odd request to play Fire Emblem, also requested that he play this game. When I first got it, he was like, I want to play that game after you. So... He's an enigma, folks, that you'll learn as we go along on, on this show. Um, Justin, give me a game, my friend. Um, we already mentioned Apex. Uh, we did. We did. So I'm going to leave Apex alone. Um, I want to talk about Days Gone. Days Gone is a weird-ass video game. Um, it's it's an open-world zombie biker game. Um, that is extremely long, but <laughs> grows on it's you. It's a long game. Yeah. It took me like 60 hours to beat this game, I think. Um, but I ended up really growing to like it the more I played it. Um, you know, you look at the, you look at the game on the trailers and it's like, oh, cool. The walking dead meets, um, sons, sons of, of anarchy. anarchy. <laughs> yeah. And that was like the running joke about the game for basically up until its release. And you know, it got okay reviews. Some people really liked it and some people thought it was an incredible bore. And I think the beginning of the game is too slow. Uh, much like Red Dead Redemption 2, they take way too goddamn long to get to the meat of what's going on. Um, Steve's eyes just kind of like jumped open. Yeah, I, I bounced off of uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 so hard. And I... I really wanted to love that game and i i just i couldn't do it um we'll eventually talk about that game i'm sure um mm -hmm. but days gone i i just ended up really really enjoying it um the combat was serviceable um i like i actually really liked the motorcycle stuff like you only have a certain amount of gas and you're like upgrading your bike as you go um I like the fact that like it's an open world game and you don't have any horses to use. So of course you're going to use a motorcycle. The zombie tech was really outstanding. Um, there were, yeah, there was like times, uh, where you run into these hordes where there are a thousand zombies coming after you. And Did I it deliver? Yeah. Like those, those encounters delivered like it's the end game content of that game. Like Which, you beat the story and then they're like, yeah, you have all these hordes to clear out. And some of them took me multiple tries to like, to do because I was running out of ammunition. Like you really have to think about it. And if you are, if your plan goes sideways, like you are running and rolling and shooting and trying to figure out what to do for like 20 minutes. Um, my, uh, my brother-in-law is hardcore into that game. I mean, he was dude, if you played days gone, I'm, it's not for everybody. Like you need to be a certain type of person to like that game. Like you have to really be invested in the story. You have to be okay with spending 50 hours in that game. Um, there is a point where that game seemed like, okay, I even texted Bobby. I'm like, I'm, I'm in the end game. I'm ramping up to it. And it was like, oh no, you're only halfway through the game. Oh, um, wow. But the, you know, Deacon St. John and the characters that you meet are all like, they, they grow on you. And I really ended up enjoying it. Uh, so yeah, like I really like Days Gone. I'd be willing to give that a shot. I, I got to tell you, a little, little differentiator for Joe Blow game show. Not a lot of video game podcasts talking about Days Gone in August. 
right now. <laughs> so, Thuringia for you. Uh, I will say that evergreen content. Evergreen man. content you got going on here. So, I just want to say thank you for the follow. Um, Snitzer, I'm going to say S N T Z R. Thank you for the follow. Um, and while I think we were down, we got another follow. Uh, Soko Amaretto, thank you so much for the follow. Um, uh, <laughs> <Awesome>. <laughs> um, thank you for following uh, Joe Blow. Um, so uh, let's it's see. so weird having oh. you guys be a part of this thing. I gotta say, yeah, yeah, yeah right, right. So again, apparently, I've our- been working for them for almost eight years. It, I know. Assistant editor in chief. I know. It. I know. I know. Um, <laughs> Steve, give me another. Give me another game. Uh, I got one that I think you and I can talk about, Bobby. I don't right. know if uh, Justin has played it, but uh, I absolutely fell in love with Baba Is You. Oh yes, Baba Is You. It is yeah. a deceptively difficult game that at times can make you feel just as victorious as you do ready to give up on life. Uh-huh. Uh, it became I have a, played Baba Is You. Oh, you I have, have it? Played. Yeah, I have it. Oh, you have. Okay, okay. Yeah. Um, so then you know. You're, you're, you're part of the... So my thing uh, that one of my favorite things about Baba Is You is that I found it to be an extraordinarily accessible game. I had brought it with me when I was visiting family in Ottawa and... I had my switch with me and I'm sitting on the couch and I'm doing the thing. And my sister-in-law comes over to me and she's like, Oh, what are you playing? I said, Baba is you. And she's like, what? And then, so I had to go into the whole thing. And for those of you that are listening, watching, whatever, that don't know, uh, Baba is you puzzle game where you have to rearrange words and sometimes objects in order to manipulate the level and solve the puzzle is the shortest explanation that I can think of. So, but what was really cool was that it was one of those like gather around the campfire games that my sister, I I handed it to my sister-in-law. I just gave her a level. I went to one dash one and I put it in her hands and I walked away and she was playing it. And like, she made it several levels into the game and she's not necessarily a gamer, but she loved the concept. I've handed it to Bronwyn. I've handed it to my brother-in-law and everybody like was able to get down on it. And they eventually understood what I meant about Baba is you and Baba is flag and all of these different things that you have to contend with when you're playing this game. And uh, yeah, it's just a really, really, really cool concept. Very, very simple uh, on its face but it just gets more and more complicated when you realize that if you rearrange the words in the wrong way, you will actually transform into things. And once you're no longer Baba in most cases, you cannot progress through the level. So if Baba right. is wall, you're you're done. <laughs> Unless you can, you know, um, sometimes you can still move as the wall, but it doesn't really work out. Um, and there are just the, the deeper you get into it, there are combinations where you look at the new level and you just go, there's no way like there's that. There's no way I right. could look yeah, it up, yeah, but yeah, that, yeah, that defeats the purpose of the entire yeah, game. So yeah, I can't totally. do that. Yeah. Um, and I'll walk away from it for like three days and I'll be in the shower and there's all of a sudden like, Oh my God, <laughs> you have a, like that Eureka moment, mm-hmm. fire it up, go move the things and I get the flag and boom. And I feel alive again. <laughs> 
inside. <laughs> so um Baba is you is is really tough but really really good yeah yeah it's a great game it's it's a great game it's one of those games where um i played it for a couple of hours and then i just i moved away from it and something about games that are tough like that is that like it's tough to go back to them right it's i think it's a reason why i'd never went back to sekiro was because i like i the, the thought of going back to it and losing a bunch was just like i just my, my life right now does not accommodate me wanting to fail in a video game <laughs> so i moved on from it but baba I hear is, that. is a very cool game for sure um it's dope it is very is very cool justin do you want to quick talk quickly about the division two yeah we'll do it quick yeah um i was a fan of division i'm a big fan of destiny uh so no when the first division came out yes yes no uh, when the first uh division came out we played that and i thought it was good I, th I thought you know it had things that they needed to work on and it being ubisoft they worked on them mm -hmm. and the division two, uh, the division grew for a couple of years and became quite good. Um, even though I never really checked on it that much, you're checking on the, the progress the game is making. And then they released a division two and lo and behold, it's a really good product. Yeah. If you like those type of games, those, you know, those loot based shooter games, um, mm -hmm. which Bobby and I have never really got to play together. No. <laughs> um, you know, he's always about, 700 levels behind me in destiny yes true so we never get to really link up on them but yeah. we did for this one we played almost entirely together and we hooked up with our friend andy and and one of his buddies and we rolled through that game um and we went through end game content and we did all the level the world tiers and it's just it was much more enjoyable than the first game and i enjoyed the first game so i got we spent 40 to 50 hours with that game and i enjoyed every minute of it mm -hmm. and it's Ubisoft, so they're going to keep supporting it. And I feel like periodically we will check back in with that game and play new content when it comes out. Maybe get enough people to do that freaking raid. That'd be nice. <laughs> Crazy. Crazy. Crazy big raid. But yeah, I, I had fun playing that game with you. I love. I loved playing The Division 2. And I did not... I did not think that was going to happen before I played The Division 2. <laughs> it was sort of like, okay, we're sort of like hitting a wall with these like battle royale games that we're playing right now. I, I need something where it's not just like constant pain over and over and over again. The division two has been getting good reviews. Let's check it out. Let's just see, you know what, what it's like. And I ended up loving it. I, I loved it. Loved my time with it. If you asked me right now, anything that happened in the division two, I would not be able to tell you other than it was in Washington, DC and we fought in a couple of museums. I remember cool museum levels. That's what I remember. Um, and I, I mean, I remember like the moment of combat being fun and, and us getting through some pretty harrowing like encounters. Um, but it's a game that's built for you not to remember or care about like the narrative progression at all. It, it exists in a very loose way, but there, it's not there for you to be like, oh, remember what happened in and not even like in a destiny type way where you're like, what happened? But it was like, it was like crazy and weird, at least and very cool looking. And the division, you're kind of like, I don't know. Somebody said something and people were like, oh, and I didn't know what was going on. It's <laughs> basically what happened a lot of the time in the division too. Um, but I had a really great time with it. And um, I wish we could do the raid, but it's like, what is it? Eight people. It's an eight I think person they actually raid? added matchmaking. Did they add so matchmaking finally? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So they had a, it's an eight person raid when it came out, and there was no matchmaking. So you had to have an eight person crew, like of people you knew, or you could get you linked up somehow. Let me look, looking for group situation to go into this raid together, and apparently it was like freaking like 
hugely team-based tactics and everything. Um, and so at the point, we're just kind of like, we hit that wall. And I, we, we tried to play a couple of times, like after we hit the point where we were raid ready, but couldn't do the raid yet. And like, it just was like, I don't know why we're doing this right, right now. Like that's the kind of feeling that I had during that, during that point. But um, it's a good game. It's a really fun game. If, you, if you're interested in playing a loot game, it, it was a lot of fun. And even though I'm saying this about it, if we do a list at the end of the year, it will be on that list because it was, it was a lot of fun. Um, um, Steve, do you have any other games you want to talk about from this year? Uh, I got two, two quick mentions okay. uh, that I can throw out here. Um, nah, this is not a game. I'll just I'll say this. I'll do a one-sentence thing. I played it this year. did not come out this year, but my favorite game from last year probably ended up being Yakuza 6. Oh, cool. I fell. I really want to play Judgment, which is this year's uh-huh. uh, Yakuza-style game. Yeah. Uh, I've yet to pick it up, but I'm very, very, very much looking forward to it. Loved, loved Yakuza 6. Uh, the only other game that I have on my... I have two on my list. I'll do I'll do a quick mention, then I'll get into to one. Um, this game that I didn't love, but I enjoyed thoroughly is Devil May Cry 5. Oh, yeah, yep, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's see here. So just a couple of quick things. The combat is fast and furious. There's lots of room to customize your weapons and skills, which I thought was really cool. You could switch between the three characters, thereby changing your play style, blah, blah, blah. Uh, all of the characters were very dramatic mm-hmm. uh giving the game an extra slice of cheese that i was very very happy to devour so to speak and uh as a funny aside uh my my friend rachel fannon was actually featured on the soundtrack she and jeff rona cool. wrote and performed the song crimson cloud uh which is associated with v's character very cool. so yeah it was it was cool like it was really neat to pop in Devil May Cry 5 and get like a couple of levels, a couple hours into it. And then all of a sudden, like Rachel's singing in my video game, <laughs> like sending her, sending her like screen caps and being like, look, like I made it to your level. She's like, I haven't even played it yet. How is it? <laughs> um, and the other game that I played that again, didn't love, but really, really had a good time with it while I was playing it. I am a big uh, fan of giant maps with a bunch of symbols and crap to do, whether it be taking over a camp or uh, killing stuff to to uh, fashion new items, whatever, is Rage 2. I know a lot of people were kind of down in this game, but the shooting felt really, really, really good. The and like I said, I like the idea of unlocking new weapons uh, rather than playing, I like loot shooters as well. Um, that, but that's that's kind of what Borderlands Three will be for for me when that comes out. I am very curious about playing the Division Two. Actually, if I can catch that on a good sale, I might pick that up. Um, it wasn't without its issues, though. It had a very bland world, just felt very uninspired, cliched characters, uh, and events that I had absolutely no intention of embracing whatsoever. Uh, Bobby, you and I talked about this a little bit, like the, some of the racing missions. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It, it was a weird game because it it, it is it is a game that had a ton of potential that basically everywhere it could have, other than the combat, because the combat does feel very good, 
it just went the wrong way in almost every in every one of those decisions that it made. Like, it feels good to play, but like, like it, a it's ridiculously short for a game that per, that acted like it was going to be this huge world of thing. You can really kind of finish it in like eight hours if you, if you just play yeah, the story mission. Yeah, yeah you got it through it. And like the problem is the game doesn't give you other than those like you know those like um those arcs or whatever they are where you get the new powers and the new weapons and stuff like that. It doesn't really give you a lot of um, like motivation or reward to go do the other side activities. It's like, Oh, you can, you can level up your car. And I, but I never had to level up the car ever. Like I, like it just, no, I never bothered. I I never liked the car combat. I Um, never got bothered with the, like that television show that they wanted you to participate in. It was like a, like I only did what was necessary and then uh-huh. never bothered to go back to it. Yeah, exactly. Those are the, so those are the things like it was a game that like I think had a lot has a lot of potential. I also nearly hit two massive game breaking bugs in Oof. two straight story missions. One of which if I had just done one more thing the wrong way, I would have had to restart maybe hours before like it happened. Oh, um, I, it let me walk into an area through a door that wasn't supposed to be open. So it didn't, it didn't trigger any of the story, like events that were supposed to happen. They were supposed to get me to the next part. It was like when you're going to like go to steal that tank or whatever, or that, 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 that you have to, you get for the end. Like, oh, yeah. you go to this base, you have to go underground and like, like the elevator never came up. But there was a marker and I was like, what am I supposed to do? And then I like walked out another door and then the mission popped, but then I walked back in and it still wouldn't progress me. So I had to like go like quit out, quit load back in like fast or fast travel away and then fast travel back. And it, and it like re like initialized before making it in. If I had progressed and gone down the hallway to where the mission was pointed out towards, it would have broken the, like I would have been stuck in an area because all the doors would have closed. Um, yeah. And then the next one, I couldn't talk to the mission giver. Like I had to like, I had to like stand a certain distance away. I had to look up on a guide. I look at a certain distance away and, and like walk to a certain corner and look a certain way, like in order to like trigger the thing to happen. Um, just again, they felt like it needed like another, like, six months to like bake before it was ready to come out time to cook. Yeah. But they were like, well, but we've got doom coming out in six months. So sorry, rage. Like you're coming out today. Rage two was made for me. It was that type of game is my jam. Mm -hmm. I love those type of games. I played it for like two hours. Yeah. I hit, I hit a bug where I got trapped in a room and had to actually restart the entire game. And I said, Nope, (laughs) like not good enough. I got super pissed off early on when they made me fight giant behemoth thing in this tiny ass little room and i had just started the game it was like one of the first missions they had me do and you had to shoot the canisters like the the care uh, the propane tanks or whatever above its head and i mean that thing clobbered me so 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 many times mm-hmm. um to the point where it felt like it was broken or on like just grossly unfair and i i was like if this is gonna be the whole game that's bad for business but eventually i figured it out and i I did some some hot stepping and got through it and then once they started showing me all those little question marks on the map i was in (laughs) like go over here you what what are you gonna find you don't know (laughs) so good 
Oh, yeah, I mean, it was a game that I really, really, really wanted to like. I it's, it's also and just made fun of me because it's a game I actually finished. Like I don't finish a lot of games. Um, he even, finishes nothing. I finish the games that are really good. I can't get him to finish, and he finished that garbage. Yeah, <laughs> I finished that game. He was so he was very frustrated with me about that. Um, but uh, but yeah, it was a, it's just a very bizarre, very bizarre game. Um, I, I have, I have one more game. Games. Uh, oh, okay. that I want to mention. Oh, go ahead. I was one thing. I am ninety nine point six percent done with Bloodstained. Oh wow! And it's been that it's been that way for like three weeks. That's a high percentage though of being done. I know. Though. Go ahead, Justin. I'm sorry. <laughs> I just thought, the last game I wanted to mention that I um I thought was really good from the first half of the year uh, is Outer Wilds. It's on Xbox Game Pass. Mm-hmm. Um, it is it's a game I have a lot of thoughts about. Um. I feel like it's a game that everyone that comes to it is going to have a different experience. Uh, basically you are an, an astronaut. You are the fourth astronaut ever to leave your planet and you get in your spaceship and you fly around the solar system. And the point of the game is to find out what happened to the race of people before you. There's zero direction. You just go. And the hook of the game is that every 22 minutes, the sun explodes and you come back to life, retaining the knowledge that you already have but you have no direction. You can fly to any planet at any time. The planets aren't very big. You can circle them kind of easily. It's it's one or two steps shy of being probably one of the greatest video games ever made. Um, it the the sense of discovery in the game is just incredible. Um, the problem with it is that if you're like me, you end up in the very end of the game at the beginning. And it gets very confusing if you go in a certain route. And I think that's the route that I took. But just the sense of every knowing like, okay, the longest I'm going to play for right now is 22 minutes because in 22 minutes, I'm going to die. And there are other ways that you can die. You can suffocate. You can drown. You can fall. You can just hang out in space. You could fly into the sun. You do all these things, but it's going to end in 22 minutes. (laughs) And it's your goal to kind of figure out why this is happening. And it's it's lovely. It's a lovely video game that I just took a couple of wrong paths on. And I am so close to the end. So very close. Um, At the end, they kind of throw a couple of curveballs curveballs your way. But you need to be paying close attention and to see what's happening on these planets at what minute marker like it's that kind of in depth um and it's like as you go from planet to planet you'll be spending a lot of times on planets like just like wandering around looking for things um it's special it's a special game and if you have xbox game pass um it's free so just download it um but it's something that i feel like everybody should kind of check out um it's really something really great soundtrack too are there any plans to bring that to the ps4 I thought I know it's strictly of. PC and Xbox. I think it's PC and Xbox. Oh, I would imagine it's like a, one of those like year things or something. I mean, that would be my guess, right? I, I don't know that for sure, but that, that, would, be, that, would, that, that would be my assumption. Um, uh, yeah. Bobby, uh, Bobby did a video on it. Didn't you? I did video for this website. It's on the Joe hey. Blow gaming. Shameless, shameless plug YouTube channel. You can look, you can see I dove in like, um, basically like the first 
take off the planet and just sort of explored without really knowing where we were going. Um, so you can check about an hour and 15 minutes, hour and 20 minutes of, of, of that game um, on, on our YouTube channel. Um, um, yeah, so I have no more games to talk about for, for this year. There's some games coming out or they're out currently that I'm excited to play. Fire Emblem got Control coming out in a couple of weeks, which, yeah. I'm, which I'm quite excited about. Um, and then we're going to be into the fall times where, uh, we'll have a bunch of games. It, it's again, it's like a weird year. It's a weird year because like, I'm not looking ahead to like this fall being like, other than I think doom eternal is the game that I'm like frothing for. I don't know what else I'm like. Frothing Mine is, for. uh, Luigi's mansion. Luigi's 3. mansion. It's exciting. On, on, uh, uh, I'm also, I'm kind of intrigued by the Blair, Witch comes out at the end of this month. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff I'm intrigued by. There is, but there is not like the, like, oh my, I can't, I just, I, it's the only thing I'm looking forward to, you know, like Nothing's that. giving you the fever. Except for Doom. Doom is giving that, giving me that fever because I loved. You're forgetting the, one. Doom. What am I forgetting, Justin? That's Stranding. Is coming oh, out it's coming out this year. That's right. I keep forgetting. It feels like it's coming out never. So I was, <laughs> um, yes, okay, yes, uh, that Death Stranding will, yes, for sure. I guarantee you there'll be video of Death Stranding. I, I am hype. I will be hype. I'm just like, my hype gets tempered by reality, Justin. <laughs> there is no official word for Outer Wilds on PS4 okay. as of this moment. My guess would be it's like a year. That'd be my guess if, if it comes, if, when it comes. I hope so. I mean, I, ha I, have, I have access to it. I could play it if I really wanted to, but yeah. me trying to play Xbox is a whole, is a story for another podcast. Okay. <laughs> Um, so I think that's going to wrap up our first, uh, Joe blow games show. Um, thank you for sticking through us to the technical difficulties. Uh, I think I figured out why and what went wrong. So it won't happen again. Hopefully. Um, I'm sure some next time we do this, something a whole new will go wrong. Um, which is yeah. the beauty of doing live production. Um, look out for the show. We'll, I'm sure we'll, we'll tweet out links when the show goes live. As far as like the audio version goes, nothing was lost in the recording because I'm recording on a separate thing. So anything that got lost when we went down, uh, Justin's thoughts on Mario maker will be in the, in the audio version of the show. Um, you guys should, uh, head over to joeblow.com, the, the mothership and check out everything yeah. goes up there. <laughs> uh, you can see a lot of work from Steve going up, uh, every single day. Every single day, Monday through Friday, 11 to 5. There you go, baby. You're that's stuck with me. Steve's, <laughs> that's Steve's domain right there. So yeah. check out jobo.com for that. Um, you can follow us personally on Twitter. It's on, if you're watching the video version, it's been on the screen practically the whole time. But I'm at Bobby Shortle. Steve. Uh, I am at dead underscore anchoress. And Justin. I'm at Parkley76. Um, and please, please, please send us in, um, you know, you can tweet any of us questions if, if you want. Um, we don't really have a podcast email yet set up, but we'll, we'll, we'll work on getting that set up. Um, but leave it on the, on social media, on, on our Facebook as well, which, um, I believe it's facebook.com slash Joe blow gaming is the, is the is the Facebook. Um, you leave us, leave us questions there. Um, cause we want to answer your questions. We're gonna do this monthly for now. Hopefully one day it'll, it'll be more, but we're doing it monthly for now. And we're going to try to do topic based stuff, stuff that, um, we can really dig in about and, and have fun talking about, um, when we're playing games and we want, we're well, definitely, we're definitely gonna chime in about the games we've been playing. And when we have big months where we're playing a lot of games, we'll, we'll focus on that. Um, but we're going to try to, 
you know, really cover some stuff maybe that, you know, most game podcasts don't cover and, and, and really let our personalities shine through, which I think will be, uh, will be a fun thing or a dangerous thing, depending That's on how, how you feel Mr. about personality, heal, heal about any of us. Um, uh, is there anything else you guys want to plug before we get out of here? <laughs> Uh, I don't think so. I mean, I guess, you know, this is a, this is a new endeavor for, for Joe Blow and, you know, we do something like this for a while. And, uh, I just want to tell anybody that is, is choosing to support us that we appreciate your support. Not everybody is, uh, so graceful and, <laughs> you know, some things take a little bit of time to, mm -hmm. to get up and going. So thanks for hanging out with us and thanks for sticking with us. If you choose to do that. And yeah, go to joeblow.com, check out all of our stuff there. And uh, we'll be bringing you streams for Joe Blow Games every week, mm -hmm. podcast every month. And hopefully from there, we'll just have bigger and better things. You never know. Yeah. Every Wednesday night, 9.30 p.m. You can see this face streaming video games. Um, and those archives oh, yeah. will go up on the YouTube channel as well. Um, yeah, so we're going back next month with a new show and we'll try to announce that topic a, a little bit before so you can get your, your thoughts in and then we, we can talk about it on the show. But until then, thank you so much, Steve. Thank you, Bobby. Thank you, Justin. Thank you, Steve. We're going to have to work on we're this. We're going to have this. I forgot Steve <laughs> was not part of the round robin um, t talking games outro that we did. That was Bobby, after Steve's Justin. time. <laughs> uh and thank you to all of you out there who are listening. Until next time, be good to one another. Go, go.